It's going to be okay. That's what's going to happen. Everything's okay. The kids are playing. Won't let games slip away. Plan for tomorrow. Cause we swear to you, it's going to be okay. Your Locked On Ducks, your daily podcast on the Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's going to be all right, folks. Everything's going to be fine. Hi, everyone. Welcome to a new week of Locked On Anaheim Ducks. I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez, covering hockey for over a decade. And a reminder that this podcast is free and available across all platforms. And thank you for making this your first listen of the day. This is a post-game podcast after the Ducks fall in a shootout. Yeah, they fell in a shootout once again, this time to the Washington Capitals. And a bit of revenge for the Capitals, because if you recall, just three weeks ago at the Ponda, it was the Ducks that beat Washington in overtime, and now Washington did the same thing. Look on the bright side. The Ducks took three out of four points against one of the top teams in the NHL this season. That's something the Ducks should absolutely be proud of. And like I said, everything's going to be okay. It's going to be fine. So we're going to talk about the game at large and also talk a little bit about why it's fine. Everything's fine. But first, here's what happened on Monday night's game. This was kind of a doozy of a game to begin with because the Ducks and Capitals, for the most part, they were just going back and forth, trading shot after shot with not much happening. But in that first period, Guess who got the first goal of the game? I'll give you one guess. One of the most hated guys in the NHL. It was Tom Wilson. Uh, But before we get to that, I want to point out that it was the NHL, or not the NHL, the season debut for Buddy Robinson. Yes, Buddy Robinson is a real-life player, and he was on that fourth line with Nick Delorier and Sam Carrick. Also, Vinny Letary being rewarded on the top line. Letary did get a very important goal in the previous game. So that first line is Vinny Letary, Sam Steele, and Troy Terry. Troy Terry is not used to those guys in that first line. So guess which line stepped up. Um, I'm not going to waste time. It was the second line of Sonny Milano, Trevor Zegris, and Ricard Raquel. That line has been firing on all cylinders. They've been good on offense. They've been good on defense. I think we haven't talked enough about their defensive capabilities. So I'll talk about it right here. They were very defensively responsible for the most part, only allowing so many shots on goal or so many attempted shots. That's really good. In fact, looking at some of the micro stats for that second line, it, it was pretty astounding. They had 20 shot attempts versus 14 against, or the Corsi for Corsi against was a 58.82%. The only line that was better by that metric was the line, believe it or not, of Delorier, Carrick, and Robinson. That's mainly because they did not allow many shots. They were the most defensively sound line in the game. We can't say that much about the Grant lundestrom Sulferberg line at all. But going back to the game itself. So Tom Wilson scored in the first. Second period is where things got a little BS crazy. Josh Manson, he scored 
nine. Nine seconds into the second period, making it a 1-1 tie. Josh Manson has had a penchant for making some pretty dramatic goals, and that was definitely one of them. And this was in large thanks to the kids, Sonny Milano and Trevor Zegris. Zegris, another assist. Milano, another assist. So 1-1. Only a few minutes later did Carl Haglin give the Caps a lead. And this was Haglin's first of the season. Ouch. But then that line once again, the kid line. It was Raquel to Zegris to Sonny Milano. Milano has been hot as of late. In fact, he has been on a tear. That made it 2-2. Two to two. And he knocked the puck in. It was maybe three to three and a half feet up in the air where Milano just kind of like knocked it down and right into the goal. So that's Sonny Milano doing great things once again. Sonny Milano being responsible down in the slot area and right around that crease. That's been his bread and butter all season long with Raquel doing the dirty work on the sides or along the blue line. You have Zegris having exceptional puck control and moving the puck around in order to find an open lane and doing his work in order to find his teammates. And there was his teammate, Sonny Milano, once again. So this was the complete work of all three of those guys. All three of them did their part to make that goal happen. That's what made it 2-2. Two to two. And then they actually had the lead for a little bit. My cousin Vinny, Vinny Letary, scored his third of the season. He's been rewarded for being on that top line. And since being promoted to the Ducks, he's not done bad. Already his third goal of the season. Let me repeat that. His third goal of the season. Vinny Letary has not been up for more than a couple of weeks. And he's already paying dividends for the Anaheim Ducks. He might not be going back to San Diego anytime soon. That made it 3-2 to two Anaheim Ducks. The, uh, the apples on that... Troy Terry, and Cam Fowler. All right. And then with a few seconds left in the second period, John Carlson completely spoiled the party, making it 3-3. This was a juicy rebound for the Washington Capitals off of an Alex Ovechkin blistering shot. John Gibson tried all he could to swallow up that puck, but that's Ovechkin doing Ovechkin things once again, making it 3-3. So what was right with the Ducks and what was wrong with the Ducks in that period? What was right was the passing game, especially the kid line. You have Zegers doing his magic, Raquel making some fantastic passes, and Milano doing some great work all around on this game. I have to give Sonny Milano a multitude of props for this game, especially Trevor Zegers trying to pot one himself. That was great. But what I have to give credit to is the defense of Jamie Drysdale. This happened in the first period, this happened in the second period, where Jamie Drysdale made some responsible plays preventing goals from happening. There was a two-on-one in the first where Jamie Drysdale had his long stick out and laid his body out to prevent a two-on-one from happening, and there wasn't even a shot. In the second period, Jamie Drysdale did something kind of similar where he completely blocked a lane, and this will not be talked about a lot. This will not go on the score sheet as a block or anything, but him blocking a passing lane and creating opportunities for his teammates is something that needs to be talked about. Jamie Drysdale is doing... an amazing job on defense and once again I will say it he's only 19 years old he's only 19 
let the kids play. That's what I'm saying. So we'll talk about overtime and the shootout after this first intermission. But first, let's talk about Indeed. Indeed, we're going to talk about Indeed because it's an unbelievably powerful hiring partner where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Don't struggle on your own to find quality candidates. Indeed can help you hire the right people right now. Indeed partners with you on every step of the hiring process so you can find talent with the skills you need through tools like Indeed Instant Match, assessments, and virtual interviews. So get started right now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash locked on. Once again, get a $75 credit at Indeed.com slash locked on. Offer valid through December 31st. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is also brought to you by Direct TV Stream, which brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before. So you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. It's a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle. So no more juggling remotes. No need to buy another device ever again. Ever again! But the best part? There's no annual contract. No terrible six-year, $50 million contracts here. No way! So stop waiting and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. All right, we are going to talk about what happened in overtime. The Ducks had puck control almost the entire overtime period. Almost the whole time. No fights here, no nothing. Just some good old puck control from the Anaheim Ducks. What I liked about this, it was Fowler, Lundestrom, and Sulferberg starting off overtime. And right away, they gained puck control and pretty much did not give it back. In fact, the Capitals, guess how many shots on goal they had during that overtime? You ready for this? None. No shots on goal. You know how many scoring chances they had? Zero. Yeah, none. They only had two shot attempts, and I wouldn't even call them shot attempts. One of them was blocked, barely. One of them was kind of towards the net, but I guess they counted that as a shot attempt, I guess. The Ducks had the majority of the puck possession. We saw Isaac Lundestrom being responsible with the puck and carrying it through the zone. And the Ducks had a couple of really good opportunities. The line with Zegris, I believe it was Zegris and Raquel, that got the puck in deep. And got a very high danger, high quality shot on goal that just could not get through Samsonov. That's how the puck goes. So it went into a shootout. Ah, the shootout. It was a fun one for the Capitals, but it was fun for the Ducks too. First off, Troy Terry had a sick, sick shootout goal that made everyone just spin their heads. Where he went in... At a moderate speed, kind of went a little bit around to his left, faced right, and then went backhand to his left and roofed it. It was a sick backhand. And I'll admit, I was going a little bit crazy. I was going, oh, that's good. That was really good. So got to give credit to Troy Terry's filthy mitts because Troy Terry is very good. TJ Oshie didn't score after that, so it was one nothing. Second round of the shootout, 
Zegris and Kuznetsov both didn't do anything on their shots. <sighs> so it was Kevin Shattenkirk to try to win the game, and he could not do it. So the former Duck, Daniel Sprong, he got it just past John Gibson. This is one that John Gibson absolutely wants back. He had it. Gibby had the puck in his pads, and then you could see it a second later just squirt through his legs, creep behind him, and cross the line just in time for that goal to count. Oh, boy. John Gibson wants that one back. He knows he had Sprong beat. He had him red the whole time. And the puck the puck was there. The puck was right in his pads. It just sort of squibbed out barely, barely. So then we went to sudden death. But I, I could see some Ducks fans going, oh, if that's the one that cost him, John Gibson's going to be really, really ticked off at himself. Well, guess what happened after that? Ricard Raquel scored on the shootout. Another nifty, nifty goal. But so did Alex Ovechkin. And they were pretty good goals, too. So the shootout continued. Then it was Sonny Milano who just missed out on scoring for the Ducks. And then John Carlson, a really nice goal just past Gibson. That was it. Your final score. The Washington Capitals won it 4-3 in a shootout. That is a painful loss. That's one the Ducks, honestly, they could have won that game. The Ducks had their opportunities and could have won that game. The fact that they got a point out of it is fine. Even though the Capitals had more shot attempts than the Ducks overall, 63-52, to and had a few more high-danger chances, give credit to the Ducks for hanging with the Capitals in that third period. They could have given up and said, um, we're just going to go. No, they did not give up. They were even in that third period. Looking at the micro stats for this game, shot attempts were even between the Capitals and the Ducks in the third period. 16-16. Overtime, Ducks completely took over entirely. And I like the shifts that the Ducks had out there in overtime. I thought they were very good lines. Especially that line, Lundestrom, Silverberg, and Cam Fowler. They dominated puck control pretty much the entire time and gave the Capitals some really long shifts there, which led to the near goal for the Ducks. You had Kuznetsov out there for a long time. You had TJ Oshie out there for what seemed like an eternity. And Dmitry Orlov. Orlov was out there for about two minutes, and he looked completely gassed. So give credit to that line, and also give credit to the second line that kept those three out there. It was Raquel Zegris, and I believe it was Hampus Lindholm that kept them out there for as long as they did. So, again... A good job by the Ducks overall. They did outshoot the Caps 34-29 in this game. Power plays, both teams had one power play chance, didn't get a goal in either one. For the most part, it was a clean game except for that little fracas between Tom Wilson and Simon Benoit. Credit to Benoit for fighting Tom Wilson. And did you guys notice, by the way, after the Simon Benoit-Tom Wilson fight, that's when the Ducks scored those two goals in pretty quick succession. One, because it fired the Ducks up. Two, because Tom Wilson wasn't on the ice. Hmm. Maybe there's something to these young kids after all. Yeah, let the kids play. That's what I'm saying. They're all right. The kids 
are all right. Okay, we are going to head into the second intermission right now. But first, let me eat a Built Bar. That's right, it's time for me to talk about everyone's favorite protein bar, Built Bar. And I'm just going to come out and say it. My favorite tastes like churros in a chocolate fondue. That's right, so many flavors, you'll have a hard time choosing. Choo, 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 choose. Yeah, Built Bar gives you that extra fuel you need to bust down those holiday mall doors and battle all the holiday shoppers if you're so daring. But because it's the season of peace and love, don't bring up your favorite Bilt Bar flavor at family parties because people are so passionate about their favorite flavor. I know I'm passionate about the churro puff. It's my favorite by far, but give props to Ruby Chocolate Bilt Bar Puffs and the White Chocolate Cheesecake Puff is also delicious. Or maybe you're friends with Santa. Well, tell Santa to throw a few Bilt Bars in those stockings. Hey, like some of those marshmallowy treats around the holidays, you gotta get your hands on these Built Bar Puffs. They're light, fluffy, and marshmallowy through and through. Different flavors, all covered in chocolate. It tastes so good, you won't believe they're filled with 17 grams of delicious protein. So go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and get 15% off your next order of Built Bar. Let me eat a built bar. Yeah, yeah, let me eat a built bar. That was for you, Harrison. <laughs> and this podcast is also brought to you by betonline.ag, which is the one place that has you covered. And guess what? It's the one place that we trust too. They have you covered all season with football, which is coming close to the end. And of course, you have basketball, the NHL, boxing, UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021-22 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Go to betonline.ag right now. Use promo code LOCKEDON to get a 50% welcome bonus. Once again, that's BetOnline. Where the game starts and Bet Online is the exclusive online sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network. And please gamble responsibly. So it's okay. Everything is going to be okay. I need to do this right now. Think about the big picture. Are Ducks fans upset that they lost against the Capitals? Yes. Did they play a good game? Heck yes. The Ducks played a fantastic game. Keep in mind, the Washington Capitals are first in their division. Let me repeat that once again. The Capitals are in first first place in their division. And they got three points out of them in the season series. You had that amazing game at home where Zegras threw his stick over the glass, got a 10-minute penalty for whatever reason. They got two points out of that one. Then they took the Caps to a shootout on this one. So both teams took three points from each other. Is either team upset by that? No. Look at the big picture. They got a point against the Capitals. They got a point against the Calgary Flames. Two top teams in the National Hockey League. They beat Vegas. Their long-time, yes, long-time nemesis, quote-unquote. But they beat Vegas. They beat the crosstown rivals, the LA Kings. They slaughtered Ottawa. That's fine. But even before that, they hung tight with Carolina. 
and they had a really good game and slaughtered St. Louis. And look at it this way. They beat the teams that they had to beat. They beat Vancouver twice. They beat Seattle. The losses, they're to good teams. Nashville at Nashville, that one I get. At Colorado, Colorado's tough. They lost to Toronto. Toronto's a very good team. It's not like they're losing to the last place team in the National Hockey League. No, they're doing what good teams do. They're, for the most part, beating the bad teams. They're beating some of the good teams. And they're hanging tight and at least getting points against these top-tier teams. These guys are all right. And it is the kid line that is doing all the work. You know which line I'm talking about. It is Raquel Zegris, Sonny Milano. Let me yell this for everyone in the back. Let the kids play. I'll hashtag it. Hashtag let the kids play. I'm going to quote what I tweeted earlier tonight. It is big picture time. The Anaheim Ducks have points in four consecutive games. They have a points week of four. Max Comtois is out. Max Jones is out. Ryan Getzloff is out. No Henrique either. Those are some big guns out of the lineup. And the Ducks have six points. Six points in those four games. If you isolate those four games, that is a points percentage of 750. If you would have told me that the Ducks would have taken six points from those four games, I would have been thrilled with that. Absolutely thrilled. The kids are all right. They are fine. Especially Trevor Zegris and Sonny Milano. Sonny Milano was kind of a castaway a couple years ago. He was unceremoniously traded to Anaheim, what, two seasons ago? And look at his debut with the Ducks. He endeared himself to that fan base right away. Look what happened with Zegris last season. I didn't trust the coaching staff last season. I still mildly trust the coaching staff this season. But I think the coaches have finally put it together and said, okay, fine, we'll let the kids play. And look what happens when you let the kids play. Good things happen. I'm just saying. Good things happen. And think about the guys who are out. Max Comtois. Comtois was your leading scorer last season. And now we know why he's been struggling. And he's going to be out for at least another few weeks. Max Jones. Oh, gosh. Bless Max Jones's heart. Max Jones goes on Twitter every once in a while. And he'll interact with the fans. He misses playing. I know he does. The Ducks will be thrilled to have Max Jones back. And then look at the top two guns in that top line. Adam Henrique and Ryan Getzloff. When you had Getzloff, Henrique, and Terry together, they were tearing up the National Hockey League. Look at the points that Henrique put up. Look at the points that Getzloff put up. Look at the points that Troy Terry put up. When you put those three together, they were unstoppable. There was a reason why they were promoted to that top line. Yes, there was those two to three games where Zegris was that top line center and then he got bumped down to the second line. One, maybe to, maybe in a sense, to let him get knocked down just a peg. But honestly, I like those two lines when they're healthy as it is. It is good for Zegers' development. It's good for Milano. And it's good for that top line to keep producing like they have. So don't worry, Ducks fans. The kids are all right. The Ducks are doing fine. 
by the way, they're still in third place. Let me repeat that. They are still in third place in the Pacific Division. As of right now, they're in a playoff spot. And we're about a third of the way through the season. Yeah, can you believe we're already a third of the way through the season? The Ducks have already played 27 games, or 26 games, and they're 13-8-5. Tomorrow will be the one-third point of the season. And they're right there. They are right freaking there. One of only four teams in the Western Conference with 30 points or more. Minnesota has 35. Calgary has 35. Edmonton, 32. Anaheim, 31. They're right there amongst the top teams in the league, and they have not fallen off. And I know a lot of pundits are waiting for the Ducks to fall off. They're saying, oh, this is a mirage. They're going to collapse, right? Right? These are still the Anaheim Ducks, and they don't have their big guns. They're going to fall off, right? You know what? Maybe they won't fall off. Maybe this is who the Ducks really are. A solid, defensive-minded team, at times, who has the ability to put up four to five goals a night. This team... Okay, you ready for this? This team might be legit. If the Ducks can be healthy and make the playoffs... They could be a tough out. But again, we're only 26 games in. We do not want to get too far ahead of ourselves here. But the kids are all right. Okay, that's going to wrap it up for tonight's podcast. We will be back tomorrow. Tomorrow morning, I will give my three stars of the week. I wanted to do it on Monday, but we had some technical difficulties. Still having some technical difficulties here and there. But we will have three stars on Tuesday morning, and hopefully you enjoyed the dulcet tones. A little something for some of my locked-on colleagues, but hey, hopefully you guys liked it as well. So thank you all for listening. It is greatly appreciated. If you want to drop me a line, you could email me at LockedOnAnaheimDucks at gmail.com. Maybe you absolutely hated the singing and you just want to drop me some hate mail. You could do it there as well. Or you could drop me a DM. My Twitter account, my personal Twitter account, is at StimpyJD. The show's Twitter account is at LO underscore Ducks. But before you yell at me about singing, I'm just going to say what I said in the very, very beginning. It's going to be okay. It's, it's going to be fine. The Ducks are fine. All right. Thank you so much for listening, and thank you for making Locked on Ducks your first listen. And why not make Locked on Bets with your boy Q your second listen of the day. Thank you all. It is greatly, greatly appreciated for Locked On Anaheim Ducks. I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a good night. We will be back tomorrow. Don't forget, the Ducks have a game tomorrow afternoon. It's a back-to-back. So I'll preview that game tomorrow morning as well. Please be safe out there. Be kind to one another. And Ducks fly together. Fly together.